And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Tapehead Massacre podcast. This is episode four zero, the big 40. We have hit 40. Uh, I am Caleb and, and I'm, I'm oh shit. Fuck. Oh. I fucked it up. I was going to give you a little, a little doodad. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to, I was going to give you like a Let's little, do like, it. Go uh, ahead, do it. Still do yeah. it. And, I, and I'm with my, 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 my trusty co-host, uh, Chris, uh, today. I like it. That was good. What's going yeah. on? Man? Uh, chilling, man. We, um, so disclaimer preface uh we don't have tyler with us today because he hasn't seen barbarian and we're talking barbarian today so we're not gonna have him on and talk about a movie he hasn't seen yet he's got to go and see it for himself tyler if you're tuning in don't listen to this because we're gonna give out spoilers and anyone that is here listening or watching we're giving out spoilers so spoiler alert all right and this movie's got wild spoilers bro it does it does and um but yeah before we dive into this bad boy let's um have you been watching anything lately buddy uh so it's actually funny man so uh i don't know if you know and this is not a sponsor because this is gonna oddly sound like a sponsored post (laughs) um i have a huge obviously a huge blu-ray collection we're just about to break a thousand titles um Uh and i catalog everything in an app called clz movies Uh like you know a dollar a month or whatever um and I made a post on the CLZ Facebook group and I was like, man, I really wish there was a way that I could randomize my movies and it would just pick one for me. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. So I could watch. I don't know what to watch. You know what I mean? So in the app, you can label all of them either watched or unwatched. So yep. all of my movies are labeled as unwatched. So I, I make this Facebook post and I'm all like, man, hey, uh, developers, this is a good idea. And the first comment was like, just shake your goddamn phone. Okay, yeah. Like, oh, so like, I'll do it real quick. So I've been going on CLZ every night. So I go on like this, and it's got the collection, and I shake. And like tonight, it wants me to watch Overlord from 2018. So I've just been doing that. <laughs> well, that's funny because I have, um, it's just called Movies by a company called Sort It Apps. Okay. And um, I know I have the blurred background. I'm going to yeah, make sure I couldn't show mine. Yeah, I'm going to turn mine off. There we go. Um, so this yeah. is what that looks like the same deal. And if you turn it sideways, it goes. Uh, can I get it? Do you, have your, do you have your lock on? Or you? Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. And then ready? Oh, I just locked my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're calling 911. Uh, come on, come on, man! Oh, it's a uh, there we oh, go. There you go. With that pick, Devils do. 
No, nah, I think that's is that Devil's Do? Oh, it is Devil's Do. Oh man, I just saw the cover. Yeah. Yeah. So it. I watched. I think the first night. Let me double check my letterbox because oh, so the first day I started doing it, right? It's real early in the morning, and I get up and I shake it, and Teen Wolf comes on. <laughs> nice. I'm like, all right, sick. So I watched the Screen Factory collection. I'm like, yeah, I love this movie. So then I shake it again because it's like 9 a.m. And fucking, I got stuck about watching Willy's Wonderland with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> nice. Is that any good? I think I put it on like once or twice and fell asleep. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I mean, it's not good, but it's, it's yeah. wild. It's, just it's like one of those like weird cage movies that just kind of went strange for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I watched that. I watched um, the next night I did it. I watched uh, Carrie 2. Okay rage um i watched that and then it was like the first purge i think was one of them which is still my least favorite purge movie and then last night um i watched uh predator 2 okay nice yeah so, i saw i saw these on your instagram yeah it's been a little it, everywhere it's all over the place well it's funny i was actually looking forward to telling you um live on air i actually just watched all the purge movies for the first time okay all right so what, do you have an order of favorite? I don't think I could do that off of one watch. Um, I think the last one was like the best one. Oh, dude, Forever Purge is fantastic. Yeah, that was really cool. You know what? I just, I for the longest time, I just put these movies down and I don't know why. I don't know what it was. I don't know why I never checked out the first one. The first one is super fun. Yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know why it took me this long. But yeah, I, I checked out those and I thought they were great. It, it gets like really good with Anarchy and Election Year. Yeah. Well, then, that's, Election Year was the only one that uh, wasn't available for streaming without purchase. So I skipped over that. It's basically Anarchy um, and it just even more. And then I don't like the first Purge. Okay. Um, I saw it in theaters, didn't like it then, watched it again, didn't like it. And then I think the Forever Purge is the best Purge movie. Yeah, it was it was really cool concept. I, I liked it a lot. I liked the whole like hop in the border, like the socio-political thing of like, well, we should go to Mexico as opposed to like the American dream of, you know, we should go to America. Yeah. Well, for the first time in a Purge movie, and I know this isn't an episode reviewing Purge movies, but I actually felt there's that whole scene, I think kind of like near the end where they're in the city and it's a one long take of them just trying to navigate through the city and it's just chaos. And for the first time in all those movies, I felt like that is what a purge would feel like. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, you know, that's like more or less like what I was expecting with the first one. I didn't expect it to be like almost like a, um, what's the Jared Leto movie? Um, uh, escape, not escape room. Um, uh, just like a home invasion. It's like the stranger. What the fuck was uh, the Jared Leto movie? Uh, with the panic room. Panic room. There you go. Oh, pan oh, panic yeah, room. oh my god, Jared Leto was in that. Yeah. Um, like, kind of like that. That's kind of like what the part yeah. felt like. It was just like, we're gonna lock down, and oh, fuck, we locked mm -hmm. down with like, you know, somebody inside the house, but um, yeah, so th I thought those were good. Um, Here's the thing. We'll we'll probably have to talk about it. We'll do um we'll probably do a uh like a subscriber episode uh for for this one just cuz it's like super new and it's very controversial right now and I don't think we can really like dedicate a lot of time to it cuz it's not a lot to talk about, but I did watch the new monsters. 
Uh, so I um, I bought it from Best Buy. I just didn't. Oh, nice. Have, I didn't have time to go pick it up today. I mean, okay. Whether or not I like it, um, I want all the Rob Zombie movies, and it's like fifteen dollars. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely want to pick up a hard copy of it because, uh, disclaimer, I thought it was great. And, that's, what I, that's what I heard. And I know a lot of people were like talking shit on it. And honestly, it's just today's modern age, whimsical slapstick mm-hmm. monsters. It, the only thing that felt like Rob Zombie in the entire film was the set design and the filming locations. All of that was very zombie-esque. The, mm. like, very, like, just, you know, ambient lighting and the, the like, excessive color palettes. Uh, mm. Very zombie. So, which I was all about. I mean, I thought it was great, but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that on another episode. I was but, torn. I was torn between watching um, the monsters on Netflix or Blonde, the new Marilyn Monroe yeah, movie. And yeah, so, I, I decided to watch Blonde tonight. Okay. So, yeah, I was like, um, I'm going to watch. I'll go. Pam and I, I think Pam and I are going to do that tonight because we also another thing that we'll have to do an episode on if you've if you've watched it. Um, we just finished the Dahmer series. Um, I can't I can't get into the whole listen murder here's the thing man this is what I was saying to Pam this is what I've said I actually I've kept my mouth shut online um just because like I, I actually deleted a few people um because there's something that like not to divulge like huge into this topic because it could be a long wormhole and we could be here for a while but uh I personally I think that glorifying serial killers is fucking stupid and Jeffrey Dahmer was a fucking piece of shit and John Wayne Gacy's a piece of shit they're all fucking terrible people no matter what the fuck like this is my personal belief I mean no matter what the fuck their upbringing was that made them fucked up they still brutally fucking killed people and I can sit down and watch the most fucked up movie tonight and sleep peacefully watching it because it's fucking pretend and it might have scared me or entertained me, but it was fucking fake. You know, everything that these serial killers have done, Dahmer especially, you know, especially after finishing this documentary, docu-series, whatever, uh, you start to find out like some of like the real fucking sadistic shit. The one thing I don't like about these types of docu-series is like the random things that like might have just been dramatized for TV. And I'm like, and that kind of gives them like a, almost like a... um, the thing is there's parts in this series that kind of make you have remorse for him and i don't want remorse for him i mean personally i don't think that evil is born or bred i think that it is um what's the how does the two go i think it's developed yeah i forget what it's like it's it there's like a, a way to to say the two but uh yeah i think it's it's taught this like behavior is taught not that somebody's like hey you're gonna fucking brutally kill these people but it's like you know his dad like took him out this is like a father-son bonding thing and like they grabbed roadkill off the side of the road and turned it into taxidermy it's pretty fucking weird man like i as an adult when I see roadkill on the road, I literally look the opposite way because it'll fucking mm. gross me out and I'll feel bad for the dead animal. Mm. So like, you know what I mean? But anyway, to, uh, I just think that like these, these, uh, there's, 
you find out more about the victims and there is like a, a positive shedding light um on to certain topics of things um especially like the racial movement that was behind everything back then um where a lot of the injustice with the police system um and the and just uh a lot of the wrongdoings where you know Dahmer's neighbors were literally calling the police saying he's killing people and it just because thing, right what's that was it a stink? Wasn't then some smell? There was a stink, and there was screaming, and there was all these like loud noises in the middle of the night. And his neighbor Glenda, can't remember her last name now, but yeah, she called the police multiple times, and they just thought that she was fucking, you know, they just didn't take her word for it because it was a a, a, a poverty stricken area, and the building that they were lived in was low income housing, okay. and it had a lot of it was like a kind of a cracked in um in parts of the building and like had like a lot of robberies so they just kind of like turned a blind eye to that whole thing yeah so but not to to get into that whole topic of conversation did watch that um i would say that it's you know our listeners will probably you know watch it or they would already have watched it but uh, i would say check it out for the informative element but don't don't fucking ideal uh, idolize fucking serial killers because honestly like if you were in the victim's shoes that would be a terrifying experience being like you know in that situation you know what i mean imagine your legacy lives on via netflix shows with uh a-list actors portraying uh your killer and people you know saying how how handsome or how sexy these murderers or whatever right right no you're right you're absolutely right because that was one thing that was kind of in the back of my mind the whole time while watching this i'm kind of just like damn like the families are still around like there's like there's definitely got to be i mean this is only the 90s i mean so it's not that long ago these family members are still alive you know what i mean so it's kind of just like oh great uh you know like you just said a-list actors portraying the person that killed their you know dad or yeah you know uncle or whoever the fucking you know whatever relative it was you know what i mean it's just not like i get why netflix does it and why they lean into it so heavy it's got a huge viewer base I, i mean there are people now who like their personality trait is like i see it all the time it's like let's put on a blanket drink coffee and watch serial killer documentaries right and i'm like it's 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 not to me it's super depressing because it blurs that line like you said the reason we watch horror movies and can enjoy them is because they're, they're fake they're not real and right. you have ones that are based on real you know you have texas chainsaw massacre it's very loosely based on ed Gein, but there there's that line is still there and it's very distinct of right. this fake and none of this is real and then you watch serial documentary or serial killer documentaries, and I genuinely get depressed. Yeah, no, I mean, I, dude, I'm telling you, like, like, it was just like there was a lot of moments that I'm just like, man, like I don't want to watch this anymore. Like, yeah, this is just it was just tough, man. It's a it's a tough tough watch. And I and, get like Erica's watching it right now, and I completely get it. And every night for the last three nights, she's called me and she's like man this show is disturbing and i'm like it is yeah, because that's why i'm not gonna watch it that's yeah <laughs> i mean that's <laughs> there's just like i don't know and 
<laughs> and then, well, and then there's Barbarian that we... Yeah, yeah and then there's Barbarian that we're talking about this week. So I went to the theaters last night and saw it with, uh, with Pam. And um, here's the thing. I didn't watch the trailer. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't watch the trailer. Oh, fucking hell, dude. I got the yellow spad tonight. Um, up, bro. I know. Uh, I didn't watch the trailer. I actually didn't look up anything on IMDb. This was, <laughs> for me, a pretty cool experience in the sense that I went in completely blind. Yep. Didn't know a thing about it besides the media hype and all of people online going fucking crazy over this movie right mm -hmm. i was like genuinely shocked to find out that like bill skarsgård justin long uh fucking um uh richard uh break was in it yeah, like, yeah doomhead from 31 i always think of, yeah. yeah yeah it's like you know i'm like seeing all these people and i'm just like i, I had no idea this is what i was gonna i was in for it but you know um personally for me i i'll just give this up front and then i'll get into more of why this is when the spoilers will begin so <laughs> i for, i haven't used letterbox in a hot ass minute and i was like you know what i'm gonna pull out letterbox and i'm gonna start doing reviews again um yeah. just for shits and gigs and it's also a nice way for me to kind of keep what i've watched because so my 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 um my my um collection app that i have as well also has a watched and unwatched thing mm -hmm. but i actually don't use that feature because i have i think over like 2600 titles in there in in like i just don't <laughs> I, yeah. it's just a lot to go through man it's hello. so much oh well, hello <laughs> we are <laughs> the, the blurred out video yeah, the blur is so weird <laughs> but um so with letterbox it actually allows me to be like oh i did watch this and mm -hmm. I, I watch so much digital shit too so like that yeah. also helps with that as well so i was like i'm gonna pop in a review so i gave it a three out of five which i thought was not good bad. which i thought yeah. was not bad all right that's like i think it's a good review and i specifically said a lot of fun but overhyped and I went well, into why that's problem. That, that that though I think is a result of you waiting so long because like well, I saw I mean I'm sure weekend yeah. so I had I had yeah. no idea the hype right I had no nothing I was just like I, I get to enjoy this as pure as it gets you're and, you're, you're yeah. right you're making a good point yeah you're dude a good it, point I I saw it on Erica text me on Thursday a picture that she bought tickets for it and I was at work and I was like. I don't know what this movie is like <laughs> and i think i like went on imdb real quick and the movie wasn't even out yet and i was like uh, i read like the plot real quick up top and i was like okay i didn't watch the trailer nothing yeah um and then we went and saw it and i just had i mean it's not a master class into horror like a work of art or nothing but yeah fucking shit it is wild okay so going in blind i did not know what to expect in terms of is this a supernatural movie is this a you know uh fucking like stalker slasher the god dude. wake up dude i know and then i saw like all like the the whole neighborhood was just all like graffiti and i'm like okay is this kind of like bums and like you know like 
just deranged people in the neighborhood are just going to be like out for blood, like almost like the purge, you know, I was like, is that going to be the vibe? And you had no idea what to expect with that opening Tess and Keith. Um, you know, you don't really know what's going on. I, at first I was like, Bill Skarsgård's the killer. Like, yeah, oh, 100%. I, I wasn't expecting, you know, like an act one, you know what I mean? Like, where it's like, here's, here's the story before the story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, I'm like, Bill Skarsgård's the fucking killer. He's a fucking creepy piece of shit. He's being weird. Like, there's like some weird tension being Bill, and then they bond over jazz. It's awkward. It's, it's super awkward. awkward. Yeah. It was. And like, they bond yeah. over jazz because apparently he's like a founder of like some jazz group. And I was like, oh shit, he probably just fucking made all this up. And he just was stalking this girl. And like, you know, the reason that they're both there is because of a double booking through uh like airbnb and whatever the fucking yeah, other yeah, one was yeah and uh, <clears throat> you know so like he's offering her like you could stay and i'll sleep on the couch and you know and then it's like this like you know, creepy thing that happens in the middle of the night where like the doors open and uh, like there's just like there's a lot of he's tension like, being built the cinematography this like this like i don't know if you remember this shot but there was a really really cool fucking shot when she goes and lays back down in bed yeah she lays back down on the bed and the camera pans back and then does this like swoop up and it's mm -hmm. just super bizarre. It's like I've never seen like anything like that. It was almost like drone motion, but like in a bedroom. It reminds me of. Did you see *Malignant*? Very similar to *Malignant*. So yeah, all the camera stuff in this movie, all the cinematography, all the photography, which I loved, reminded me a hundred percent of what James Wan yeah does in his movies, even from like the crazy step well before i get there the non-linear storytelling kind of unraveling style of the movie was my favorite part it was as soon as i thought things were where i wanted to be it started like unraveling something justin long is this big hollywood director working on a tv show accused of rape and then you're like what does justin long have anything to do with this he's in hollywood like right. who the hell is this guy um, and mind you, this is after Bill Skarsgård gets his head bashed in by a giant woman in Something. a thing. And then, yeah, and then all of a sudden it just cuts and Justin Long's in a convertible yeah. driving along uh, the highway in San Francisco. And I'm like, why is Justin Long in this? And he's accused of rape. And then the thing I like the most is you, you he goes through, like you see him talk to his finance guy you see him talk to um he's on the phone with people you see this story's kind of unraveling and then he lands in town where this airbnb is located detroit michigan in detroit yeah in detroit um lands goes to the house and he's on the phone with like the airbnb and he's like what did nobody come to clean up this fucking house like are there still people staying here yeah he just decides to go get a drink where you find out he actually did force this girl into a sexual act right so all the allegations are true and now i'm like well justin long's kind of a piece of shit in this movie like right. what is he doing yeah and then he slowly discovers everything and then now you're right back in the first plot point because he goes downstairs he's literally measuring square footage to add yeah. on to the property for when he sells the house as a liquidation yeah. tactic and i'm like 
what is happening? This movie just went from like batshit crazy and terrifying to hilarious because Justin Long is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. In right? it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was absolutely <laughs> yeah. nutty. Um, I, uh, I thought that the whole Justin Long plot was going to be um, executed a lot differently than it was. And I was happy with the way that it went. Um, you know, I didn't expect him to go to the house like that was just like I was at first like I was like, this is going to be a whole remote job and it'll come up. And but it was it was very cool unraveling of him going to the house and, and being there and then also this measuring the square footage. <laughs> now, you see, this is where things get a little twisted. And, God damn it, dude. This is a bad night, dude. Um, this is where things get a little twisted in the storytelling for me, and this is why. So, we find out that we have this um, older man who's played by... Uh, Richard Brake. Richard Brake, yeah. And um, he goes and he's picking up... Um, like baby stuff at a store back to like the seventies. Yeah. It's like flashes back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's picking up like diapers and like, um, you know, pads and stuff like that and all this like baby stuff. Right. And comes to find out he's expecting a baby. Right. But you don't really know why, or if he's married or anything like that. And then like he pulls out of the supermarket and there's like this woman getting in her car and he starts to like kind of ominously like follow her. Then it cuts to him pulling up to home. And one of his neighbors says that he's moving. Everyone's moving. The, the neighborhood's turning to shit. Right. And he goes, I'm not going anywhere. Brings the stuff inside. And then it kind of resumes back to your current timeline. And I'm like, okay, so you get a little bit of a backstory with this. Oh, like, yeah, he, well, well, he goes to the girl's house. Remember, pretends to be, Oh, uh, oh, like that's right. The electric, or he, some sort of, he puts on. Yeah, he puts on like. He's like, going with the electric company. I need to check all your. That's right. You know. And he unlocks the window so he yeah. can let himself in later on. Yeah, I forgot about that sequence. Which is weird to me because when he pulls up at home, he's still wearing that jumpsuit, and the neighbor doesn't notice right. that his name is wrong. It and says like, Carlos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it's some dude's name, Carlos, and this guy definitely doesn't strike me as a Carlos. Uh, his character's name is Frank. So interesting. Um, but yeah, so and it flashes back to the current timeline after that. And you have Justin Long and uh, Tess, who is played by uh, Georgina Campbell. And they're kind of fighting for their lives in this like, like, crypt that this Frank guy has obviously built at this point um, because the house was vacant you know and up for sale you know nobody was living there or to their knowledge but there was like this trap door that leads to this tomb basically or this crypt rather and there's like this old woman like running around and like treating everyone like a baby and like you got a bottle feed and like pretend that that's your bait or you're her baby and this like weird thing and like and she tests, breastfeeds Justin Long she breastfeeds <laughs> Justin Long after she like pulls him out of like the the trap and um that sequence was like pretty chilling um but then you got Tess that gets out of the house and the you know she meets this um this like local bum 
and the bum is who chased her into the house in a sequence earlier so we automatically assume that this bum's a bad guy but we come to find out that this bum is just warning her of you know what was in that house and he kind of aids to her rescue later on in this sequence where she comes out of the house you know he tells her like you know she goes out at night so like don't fuck around Mm. you know and she like pulls out with her car Tess does and then the fucking this fucking old hag comes running out just fucking titties flopping dude just like nasty like old swamp hag and Tess just drills her straight into the house and you're like oh oh yeah done now you're like the hag is dead Justin Long comes out of the house and then they retreat to the water tower where this bum lives right the bum has a name uh it's Andre and um played by James Butler. I don't know so, why I just yeah, the bum has a name. Yeah. It's Andre. I think yeah. we should have a shirt that just says it's Andre. It's Andre. <laughs> I like that. So uh Andre is kind of explaining what's been going on. Now when Justin Long is down there, he sees Frank all fucked up and old and decrepit. Mm. And um Justin Long also sees all these tapes on the wall with all these different women's names on them right Mm -hmm. probably like 30 tapes or so and this is where things get a little bit uh fucking different for me right so andre is telling justin long and tess justin long's name is uh aj so aj and tess are with andre Andre's explaining to them the backstory of Frank, right? That he goes and he picks up these women and kidnaps them, brings them down there, rapes them, gets them pregnant, then starts having sex with the babies and a creates copy of a gen- copy of a copy. Yeah, copy of a copy of a copy. Now, in my thinking, that just means that there's going to be like a horde of them fucking things down there, of these like incestual beings, right? But that's not what happens. And it's just the hag and just Frank. And the hag was just one of his children that, you know, whatever. Frank wasn't married to anybody, which is what I believed at first. Mm -hmm. I figured like his wife was having a baby, but you come to find out he's just kidnapping these women and torturing them down there or whatever. Um, So you, you, you clearly find out that that's the case. And the, the sequence where Andre gets all fucked up and gets his arm written, ripped off, you know, cause he's like, she ain't come out down these parts for 15 years. And boom, she busts through like the Kool-Aid man (laughs) in the wall behind him and just fucking rips his arm off and fucking, I think she splits him in half or something. She gives him a Chelsea, a smile or something yeah. oh my god bro but then this is where the movie i think becomes <laughs> the best this is this whole it, it gets fun <laughs> it's fun yeah the whole the whole happening afterwards for sure i mean so i guess i'll pick it up from here so andre gets killed and um basically aj and tess have nowhere to go so they climb the water tower to the top and this hag is chasing them and in the craziest series of events ever the hag they realize that justin long aj comes to a realization that the only way to really kill her is to sacrifice and jump off the water tower with her and she'll die but somebody else will die too and this piece of shit (laughs) 
it comes out of nowhere just throws Tess off the water tower. Yeah, he's just like, sorry, I got it. And just fucking grabs Tess and throws her off and he says, go get your baby. Oh, and the best shot is the hag launching off of the water tower. Yeah, <laughs> and like people in the theater were laughing and also like, oh! Like, you know what I mean? Like, for me, I was like, damn, that's that's pretty wild. Yeah, so um, in, in midair, the woman catches Tess and um, the woman lands on her back sparing Tess and Justin Long comes running down and he's like, you know, you know, I had to do it. Like he's like asking her to justify, you know, yeah, I had to do this. And that's when the hag gets up and kills. Just- well, she pushes his eyes in. Yeah, and she gouges his, his eyes out. Yeah. And rips his head in two. Yeah. And um, and into i think a scene that actually kind of um must have like hit something weird in me but the obviously tess is not perfect she's a little fucked up she just got launched off of a water tower (laughs) um and the the woman is trying to like nurture her like a mother so she's like grabbing her and kind of holding her and Tess grabs the gun that Justin Long had and blows the hag's head open, head off, basically. Um, and it's actually really sad. It was a really like, I was it, like, yeah, no, I agree. And like, then that's just it. It's just the fucking credits. It roll. really just ends. Yeah. And then it's yeah. her walking through the thing and the final song in the credits was uh oh my god what is that song that starts playing adam it just has um, like it's a totally different vibe than everything yeah uh fucking i got this is i got you babe i think so yeah pretty sure it's i got you babe i remember so specifically like just turning and looking at erica and going like what the fuck that was literally (laughs) my reaction i turned over to pam and was just like what the fuck and like now now that we've recapped it together and i'm talking about it more maybe i can bump my three to a three and a half i mean i did i did have a lot of fun watching it i did and 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 the 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 hag looked great um Mm. you know that was like a super super well done creature character person god damn killer if you may um Mm. And there were a lot of good elements to it. It's just I felt like there was that like that hole that they dug themselves by having Andre give you this dialogue telling you that there was a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy. And like it's only been like 30, 40 years. So you'd think that there'd be a few of them that were still alive. I mean, if Frank's still alive down there for fuck's sake, I mean he does kill himself. Yeah. But um, if Frank's still alive down there, you got to think that some of these things made it. You know what I mean? And the thing is, like, this isn't a this isn't like a small movie. This was a big budget, big studio movie. And I guess these studios always. I remember reading a little interview with Zach Kreger, the director, and basically he went through hell trying to get this movie made. It was original script that he wrote. He went through hell trying to get this movie made. And it was basically the success of Malignant 
um, that really kind of gave studios his confidence that that shit horror is back. Um, and that's what 99% of the movie is. And then the 1% is kind of the studio, like we need backstory. And that's kind of that scene with Andre is the only scene that feels like it would be studio notes. It would be like, Hey, we okay, need- I respect that. But he didn't outright say it, but that movie would have been perfectly fine without ever explaining what this was, where it came yeah. from. Like if, if that scene with Andre had never existed and the movie was like five minutes shorter without it, I would not have, I would not Same. have had any complaints. I would Same. have been like, it's yeah, it's fucking bad shit. Yeah. Um, but once you get into the backstory, I'm like, Andre really served no per every character in this movie serves a direct purpose and like is a great fleshed out character. Yeah. And Andre's just kind of like the town who who's there for backstory. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. So I mean yeah, I'll bring my three to three and a half. Like, and uh, I'll, I'll give it a three and a half. Some dude commented on my letterbox review uh, and like, it's not somebody that follows me. I guess he just like found my review off the hashtags Yeah, and he was like, I'm glad that you didn't make this movie or any movie that I've ever watched. Nice. And really? I was just like, damn, all right, bud. And I was like, yeah. I didn't say I hated it. I was like, I said, I liked it. I just figured yeah. that there would be more happening. I thought there would be more that would come of this, you know, cellar dwelling family of incest, you know, but it's tough, man, because like I, I do, you know, a part of me did kind of want a little bit more in some aspects. Like I was like, you know, it is kind of a slow movie in the beginning. Yeah. It really, it really kind of takes its time getting there and I'm fine with that. Um, but I'm just really happy that studios are giving these movies a chance again. And like, this is a movie that within the last couple of years, you would have seen like Blumhouse put out. Right. Or like, it would have been um, something that randomly popped up in festivals and then it got distribution and showed up. So hype would have already been there. Kind of like a terrifier where hype was there from smaller circumstances. And then it became this big thing. Yeah. Um, Barbarian was pure big studio and they approached it with like, Hey, let's just let word of mouth do this movie because even the trailer that I did watch after is very misleading. Like the trailer gives you nothing at all. Like I watched the trailer and I was like, I would not have thought. Um, the one thing that the trailer does that was interesting for a mislead was that shot of her on the porch where the camera does a 360 and you find out how destroyed this neighborhood is. They mixed that shot in with the one from the flashback with Richard Brake where the town was really nice. So it's her standing there and the camera pans and the neighborhood's all nice. And then it becomes um, the slum. And then there's like a voiceover of like a robot lady. So I, and I would have initially thought like, Oh, this is one of those movies like the cabin in the woods where it is kind of like a weird government project happening at this house. Fair. Yeah. Um, and the movie was absolutely nothing like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. I fucking loved it, man. I had such a cool time, but I can't wait for that to come out so I can watch it again. I definitely want to watch it again. I kind of want to also another thing that I'm kind of leaving out here, not that I really missed anything, um, but I, I had to leave the theater uh, and take a shit. Um, yeah, so I, I missed like maybe five minutes. I'm a power shitter, so I'm in and out. So, you didn't leave um, a bag in the theater, though, did you? <laughs> uh, you got yeah, it's, it's, it. For anyone that listens to the show religiously, you will know that reference. 
So when did you get up and go take a shit? Uh, it was right when she was, uh, she got locked in the basement for the first time. Okay. Tess got locked in the basement. So I, when I came back, she had just got the, the door open with the camera. Okay. So, so I, mi- I, I missed her like fondling around the basement and like her finding the rope to yeah. pull the door open and shit. Here's my question to you. So scenario, um, you book an Airbnb in a completely different city, right? You show up, you get to the Airbnb. You don't know me. I am in the Airbnb and I'm like, you can stay here. And basically the whole night I'm offering weird things like wine and all this stuff. And then I pretty much really want to sleep with you, but I don't, this is getting weird. Would you stay at the Airbnb? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have stayed at the Airbnb right at the gate. Truth be told, I mean, like right at the first interaction, I like I'm the type of person that would just be if I showed up second, you got there first. Uh, finders keepers. Like you got there first. Like my man was sleeping. Yeah, yeah, he was. So it was just saying, like clearly all like when she went and took a piss, like she saw like all of his toiletries were already out and. Uh, you know all that so it was more or less like okay you're here already i'm just gonna go you know he was like oh there's a convention in town like you're not gonna be able to find it i'll find something like yeah. i'll find something like it's not gonna be in this neck of the neighborhood but i'll find something like with our phones like we have the technology to, and clearly this wasn't a timepiece, so it was like you know today's day and age mm-hmm. you know we would be able to find something mm-hmm. that was nearby or a little about i'm not staying with somebody that one it would basically feel I, I wouldn't even think of like the whole like i'm gonna get like you know fucking murdered I would automatically think like, oh, I'm intruding onto this person's yeah, stay. I would be guilty. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I'm going to avoid all that at all costs. I, I, you have yourself a good time. I'm out. You know what I mean? Yeah. What makes me sad about the movie though, is like, I, I remember thinking afterwards, like, man, like Bill Skarsgård kind of seemed like a good dude. Like, Oh, I think he was completely normal. I think yeah, he was like 100%. a really great dude. And like, yeah. it, like it just sucks that you felt like he was a piece of shit for like a portion of the film because you're, yeah, you're like questioning his, like, you know, his validity. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, it's like even Tess obviously was like, she took a picture of his ID and mm-hmm. like, yeah, I figured her, she would like Facebook him or something. You know what I mean? Like, and like, that's what I was kind of waiting for her. Cause he was like, Oh, I'm the founding member of this like jazz organization. And then like, She's I was waiting working on a documentary. She wants a job working on a documentary about that jazz organization. Right. And then I was expecting her to like Facebook him and it, he would have like no affiliation with any of that. And like, he was yeah. just lying. That's what I was waiting for was like this, like, you know, like, you know imposter you know he just knew you were coming and you know or maybe he's the real owner of the house something like that but the way it unfolded was good one thing we didn't talk about which is kind of a sensitive subject is on surface level right like barbarian is bashing crazy on a deeper level it's actually a movie about um men's power over women and kind of that imbalance because you have her showing up to the house right she's obviously um afraid because she's like um who are you like you know typically they have this whole conversation about how men are you know usually like if if he showed up and she was there he would have been like oh yeah i have no problem staying here 
right. she shows up and she questions him. And then you have the plot line of Justin Long's character, AJ, this whole plot line about him basically coercing this girl into having sex with him, having power right. over her and how now all of a sudden she, so he kind of gets this idea of like, I'm going to, I'm innocent. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. And in today's world, it's one of those things where like, I, I was kind of, I didn't know how to feel about his character because I'm like, I'm like, there are people who there are times, especially in Hollywood where there are accusations thrown around that are strictly because of like, Oh, I don't like this person. I'm going to start accusing them of something. Yep. So I'm on the fence with his character. And then he goes to the bar with his friend and his friends like, yo, stop fucking playing. Tell me what happened. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know how I am. Like I can be a little, you know, I'm very persuasive. And then I'm like, Oh, he's a piece of shit. Yep. And then he gets home and he calls her and he's like, well, I think we should just talk this out. He's like mitigating the impact that he just had on her life. And then the whole uh, like plot of the, the um, killer in the movie, the creature is again, a man overpowering a woman. This man who took it upon himself to kidnap women and impregnate them for whatever reason he wanted to do that. So this whole gender thing plays along in the whole oh yeah, higher film. And even when Justin Long takes it upon himself to overpower Tess and just throw her off of the water tower, that theme runs every single bit of the movie. Um, and I think it's one of those movies where like maybe in due time, people will really bring that up and be like, oh man, this movie's actually kind of uh, deep in the themes it's trying to portray and I don't think it portrays them I don't think it has a chance to fully realize the ideas they're just kind of there because it doesn't really have anything to say at the end of the movie about them it's not like it's it's not coming to a point where it's like oh um, but women have a chance to overcome and, and be strong well, yeah. yeah, if you think about of, it if you think about it in a whole, like almost all of the men in the film were, except Bill Skarsgård, RIP. Um, mm. But RIP. like all of the uh, all of the men in the film were taking advantage of the women and uh, uh, overpowering them. And that end scene of her killing the woman, it was like you know the only like true savior she had was another woman but yet she still felt the need to have to kill her so it was just like like weird dynamic at the end there definitely cool and and, and good point to bring up there though i mean for sure because this definitely has that like imbalance in society that we have because you're exactly right i mean i pull up and there's a woman staying there i'm probably gonna immediately still say like no this is all you just because of like the whole like you got there first you know yeah, but you wouldn't be afraid to stay with her though oh no definitely not like i wouldn't feel threatened um by her presence you mm -hmm. know in the house but the other way around i'm sure so yeah. i totally get that i mean like it even like in the film they say it like it's just like you never know like guys just fucking you know they just uh, it's not just guys necessarily, but that's like what the whole portrayal of the whole thing is. I mean, it's just like people can snap at any moment. And like, that's like, you know, that, that mother, the creature, the incest, you know, whatever thing, um, woman, you know, she snaps and kills all these people. And it's kind of showing you a different dynamic there as well. But overall, I did have a really good time with this one. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, it was fun. It's cool to watch something modern, talk about it on the show. I want to keep doing this more. Um, you know, the next thing up on the list is I want to see Smile. Uh, it was pretty yeah. cool because that I didn't was watch actually for that yet either. Neither have I, but I have you seen the marketing campaign for at the, it at the football game? Or there's the... been four or three baseball games, and then Good Morning America. Yeah. Um, so for anyone that doesn't know, there's a film that comes out like at the end of this month called uh, Smile. And I haven't seen the trailer. Don't plan on seeing the trailer. The marketing campaign is absolutely genius. And they're sending people out to public events, real life public events like baseball games, news reports and things like that. And they're just staging people at these events and just sitting there and staring directly into the cameras and smiling for the entirety of the baseball game. And I think it's fucking sick. And like the public doesn't know why it took like a lot of digging for someone to even correlate the two together yeah because at the game they were at the baseball game they were wearing like the jersey of the home yeah team. right right and uh yeah it was just like super bizarre and then it was on like good morning america like they were just like one person was just like sitting like kind of far in the background just like eerily smiling and yeah. like i there's like a tiktok ad that popped up today for me and it has like this like really cool like visual scene of like this woman like kind of like hyperlapsed hyperlapsed walking up to this car that this woman's sitting in and it, the perspective is from the passenger seat out the driver's seat so you see the port you see the um the uh the portrait, not the portrait, the, um, oh, like the silhouette of the, the you see like the, what was the profile? You see the profile oh, okay. of the, of the woman. And then you see this woman like hyperlapsed walking up to the car and she like bangs on the window, like real fucking fast. And then a head just drop like swings, like pendulum swings. And that's the end of the ad. So I was like, Oh fuck. Oh. So, um, definitely excited to check that out. I honestly, what I, <laughs> last night when we went to regal they were showing a private screening of that and i was like half fucking tempted to get tickets for that over barbarian at this point i kind of wish i did um not because any you know i didn't dislike barbarian i liked it a lot um but like that movie's got some like cool stuff going on for that like marketing campaign to be doing like real stunts like this is like really cool i mean mm. you know something that comes to mind is like not even necessary. I mean, like, I know that for Kill Bill, they did like the splatter blood, like mm -hmm. billboards where it looked like there was just blood coming out of the billboards. Like, that's not even necessarily on the same, like, scale. But, yeah, you know, it's like that that type of marketing and advertising is like very, very new and different. I, I really only think of um, the last time I think a movie had a really cool marketing campaign in memory is just Blair Witch Project. Well, of course, Blair Witch. Uh, it started pretty much everything we know about viral marketing. The Ring. Oh, yeah, The Ring. I don't really yeah. know, like, the validity of how, like, deep people thought into that. Like, I don't know if, like, I mean, I remember it when it came out. And, like, I remember, like, people said that they had the tape. You know what I mean? And, like, but, like, I don't know. It was kind of like a, you know, Bloody Mary thing. It was like, oh, well, you know like whatever another thing we have coming out too um october 6th for anybody who doesn't know because it was only announced a couple weeks ago uh terrifier 2 yep. is getting a wide release thanks to um amc and regal um and if, for people who don't know if you're watching this and you don't know what terrifier is 
shame on you. You should figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, Terrifier is a movie that came out a couple of years ago, kind of out of nowhere. It's uh, Damien Leone's and it, uh, Art the Clown is the, the main protagonist of it. And um, he was in a movie before. He had a movie before called All Hallows Eve. And then Terrifier kind of took the character to the next level. Um, and then now, finally, Terrifier 2 is coming out. And it is two hours and 30 minutes long. Um, and I actually went on to bloody disgusting today to just read up on some articles and the one article about 10 horror movies coming out. We should all look forward to said that terrifier two is legitimately the most violent over the top grisly horror movie to come out in history because it's releasing uncut. Um, and at two hours and 30 minutes man i'm fucking here for it so oh, dude let's uh, let's go to the theater and see it together man i'm down dude erica i even got erica excited because i watched terrifier with her yeah like, you have to watch this trailer i'm like this is going to be insane the last time i saw a 150 minute horror movie was it chapter two so that, that checks out yeah, know, doctor sleep. yeah doctor sleep was three hours yeah yeah I saw that Chris Jericho plays a security guard in it, which is supposed to be pretty inch. I'll see that. That'll be pretty in interesting. Terrifier? Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, October has a couple interesting things coming out. Um, we just got the release of Hellraiser the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, we got the release of the oh, monsters. Uh, wait, did Hellraiser come out? No, October 8th. Trailer? October 8th. Okay, yeah. Whoa, um, whoa, whoa, wait a second. Isn't there... I know there's a lot of cool movies coming out, but isn't there something coming up in December that we meant to talk about that I just randomly got really, really, really hyped about? Hey, listen. I don't know. Uh, we got to bring this up for sure. So it is official. It has come out on our social media. Um, however, uh, it's going to be sick to announce it here on the show officially. Um, but uh, we are officially sponsoring the inaugural uh jason takes pa mm-hmm. uh with special honored guest kane hotter uh notably known as the best jason the longest jason and uh the most badass bring to life jason uh Voorhees, that is i'm excited I know you're excited. I know Ty Guy's excited. We're going to have a crew of people out there. We're going to be doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff to be done. Uh, a lot of guests. We have um, Adam Marcus, the director of Jason Goes to Hell, will be there. Uh, they're showing a private screening of Jason Goes to Hell. Um, general admission tickets are 40 bucks. This is not a convention. This is not something where there's going to be, you know, all these different things about all these d- different, like, you know, whatever. It's it's not a convention. The point of it is it's all things Kane. So you'll get vendors. There will be vendors. There's going to be activities. There's going to be um, live music from a band called American Grimm. Uh, there's going to be... Um, you know vendors and things like i said uh that'll be similar to a convention but it won't be set up like that um there'll be a a private dinner uh with kane that's going to be an additional uh vip package um there you'll be able to watch jason goes to hell um with kane and director adam marcus um for that in that vip package as well i'm not exactly too sure on what all of the packages entitle uh, or entail rather but 
I know that there is some some sweet extras that you get at the door if you do get that VIP package. Um, tickets do range from general admission at forty all the way up to three hundred dollars, being the premium package. Uh, but that also gets you a lot of goodies. So if you're a collector, um, it gets you signed stuff. Um, you know, it gets you d- the dinner with Kane um, Q and A. Um, there's going to be a lot. So that yeah. being said, we're excited to. To, to do this also a portion of all ticket sales go to the burn foundation which is a really big important thing to note um you know that was one of the the key points to to bring up admits this all so that is december 10th i believe yep saturday december 10th yep yep and it's at the palace center yep and hanover 823 hanover avenue allentown pennsylvania Yep. Mind you, this is also sponsored by sponsored by a bunch of companies, a bunch of people in the space, but the big ones being uh, Fright Rags and Fangoria. Yep. So Fangoria actually has this on their website uh, currently, um, and Fright Rags is an also an official sponsor. Um, we are also an official sponsor of the event, and what that'll entail, or yeah, entail for us is um, we're gonna have Kane on the show. So Kane Hodder will be a guest on the Tapehead Massacre podcast. He will be able to talk Hatchet Friday the 13th, you know, all the good stuff that he's done over the years, you know, kind of just, you know, and maybe, maybe not kind of go over Maybe, maybe we can just, you know, kind of give you guys something new, you know? So now's the kind of time to reach out to us and, and, and kind of let us know like what you'd want to ask Kane or what you'd want to talk to Kane about, because there's documentaries out there on Kane that kind of give you his whole life story. Mm-hmm. I personally have seen that documentary on him. It's called uh, to hell and back. Yeah. 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 It's a great documentary on shutter. Uh, I highly re- recommend you go to watch it. Uh, but on top of that, like, I kind of want to know, like, you know, Kane's like go to bands and, or like go to movies you know like what's his definitive slasher you know or like what's like you know i don't know like his favorite 80s flick or shit like that like that's the kind of stuff that like you know i'm looking forward to talking to him about um it's gonna be sick i fucking can't wait it's super exciting and most importantly i mean outside of the opportunity to meet Kane Hodder and talk to him and all of that. Um, the whole entire center of the event is to help the burn foundation. That is the entire cause of the event. That's why Kane Hodder is in attendance to raise money for this. And this is a, an event that has been broadcasted on, um, news in Pennsylvania. News sources have picked this up. It's been, I have something in my eye, um, it has been, uh, it, it's being pushed really heavy. There's going to be a lot of media presence from local media in Pennsylvania, especially as the show gets closer. Um, at the end of the day, um, we're trying to raise money for an organization that has an incredible cause behind it. Um, and what better person to have there doing it, um, with us than Kane Hodder. So that's, yeah. that's the best part to me is just, you know, being able to kind of like have a very small hand in, 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 in helping some people out with the foundation. So, 
Yeah, no, I couldn't set it better myself, man. I mean, that's just uh, that's the bottom line. We're out there for a good cause. It's the horror community coming together for a good cause, and you also get you know a night with Kane. You know, I mean, I, I know for a lot of like you know diehard Friday fans, or you know, even your run of the mill horror moviegoers. You know, that's you know, it's a huge opportunity if you live in the tri-state. That's just a really that's just something you shouldn't pass up on. Uh, like I said, general admission tickets are 40 bucks. Um, I'm going to link them in the description of the episode. So whatever podcast platform you're listening on, or if you're watching on YouTube, uh, the link for tickets will be in the description below. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure you scoop up your tickets because this will sell out fast. Like I said, this is not a convention, so it's not going to be, you know, thousands of tickets. This is going to be limited to, you know, I don't know the exact number, but I know that it is not going to be a gigantic holded, or not holded, but like it'll be, you know, it won't be con- a convention size anyway, is what I'm trying to say. It's basically so. a charity event. Yeah. So it, it kind of gives you that, like, that that intimate experience with a horror icon and uh, with you know just having a night of, of of fun about it you know so yeah. plus you get to see jason goes to hell and and meet adam marcus the director and you know we get to sit there and talk about jason and exploding <laughs> and which jason goes to hell has the best kill hands down in the entire franchise which is the 10 yeah that's why that's why it's why you just can't can't be a top yeah you'll you'll just get sliced you're just gonna get sliced instantly funny story about that while we're on this real quick um when i was younger i don't know how old i was i got the crystal lake memories friday 13th book which is the only book that you need on the history of friday 13th now an, an actual documentary um but anyway in that book, a lot of the discussion on Jason Goes to Hell was um, the unrated cut versus the theatrical cut, which at that time, the unrated cut was a little harder to get your hands on. And the whole thing around that was the extended sequence of the tent kill, where a girl is riding a man. Um, they're they're pretending to play pony and, and equestrian. Um, and a machete comes through the tent through her stomach and she is ripped in half vertically um and in the theatrical cut that scene was pretty butchered and in the unrated cut uh that scene is there in its full glory and that i had never seen jason goes to hell when i had this book because i was small and just never watched it and um yeah so for many many years of my life uh that scared the shit out of me the (laughs) idea of that um and that's the only reason to this day i will put on jason goes to hell because outside of that it's an an odd entry um yeah franchise but yeah that kill alone um made that whole movie worth it for me so i can't wait to watch that 
there. <laughs> oh yeah, with Kane and Adam. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be great. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's a big one we have looking forward to. Um, we're also gonna be doing a really cool broadcast on October the sixteenth. Um, there will be a live broadcast uh, for anyone that wants to tune in on Twitch. Um, that'll probably be the next live broadcast we do. Uh, we were doing them every time, but uh, I'm gonna limit them to like special events or special guests. Um, but the o- October sixteenth will be a special event. Um, gonna be hosting a curated movie event by yours truly and uh, be blown up on a projector and um, doing a whole little drive-in movie experience with friends and we'll have a lot of uh, friends of the show on and uh, yeah it's gonna be a good time Um, if you're a local listener you know hit us up and uh, you know chime on over into uh, the world of the tapehead massacre but uh, other than that Let's see. I'm probably going to hop off and watch X, truth be told, because I want to get caught up. Uh, I haven't seen X yet, and mm-hmm. I want to see Pearl because that's the sequel, right? If I'm not mistaken. It's a prequel. Oh, it's a prequel. There we go. And then they just announced the sequel to X called okay. Zine Triple X. Very so, cool. Yeah, you'll yeah. get it once you watch X, but yeah. just know that X is still my favorite horror movie of the year so dude i almost picked up uh, i thought of you and it was just a little bit too rich for my blood especially uh by the way uh you you podcast uh listeners out there or youtube viewers out there uh i officially do not work for my company anymore so i found um, the bag um, for you yeah they they, they finally they finally found the bag But uh, that being said, it was a little too rich for my blood at the moment. And uh, but they had the uh, Severn Films Andy Mulligan uh, box set. Yeah. And it was like 140. And he was like, "You'll never find it at a better price." It was uh, Henry from Exhumed, and I was like, "Oh man!" But like, you, over time, keep an eye on Mercari and stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I have everything. I have so many saved searches on Mercari. So, dude, I have just to kind of get into physical media a little bit i trying to save a house erica or trying to save for a house not trying to save a house yeah um erica and i so we've kind of been cutting back um you know mainly kind of useless spending i'm still buying movies here and there and stuff but putting more away than usual and um severin actually put up the uh what's it called the haunt is ours the folk horror set oh yeah they had a bunch of dented copies and they put it up for sale for 85 dollars, which was 50 percent off the regular price of the box set and i was so tempted and i couldn't and it's actually funny that you brought up the andy milligan set because i actually had that in a cart through severin they did a sale on it i believe it was during a warehouse liquidation only about a month or so after it came out and it was 60 bucks damn and i didn't buy it because it happened when i when i was when i left my old job and i was getting ready for the new job i just couldn't pull the trigger on it damn yeah and i i mean it is what it is i kind of wish i kind of wish i did at the time but um, speaking of physical media, just a couple of things, a couple of things I did pick up or that are coming in that are really exciting. First of all, uh, Screen Factory released the Evil Dead remake in 4K. Yep. I so just, you got that. 
Yeah, just got that. And I'm super stoked because the unrated cut is on there as well, which in my opinion is the superior version. I don't um, know if I, I don't know if I have that on DVD or not. I know I have Evil Dead on that that remake on DVD. I have it on VHS as well. Um yeah. but uh I don't know if the unrated version's on the DVD or not. I'll have to see. They, they did weird. Like they put out the Blu-ray and then in like 2016 they put out an unrated Blu-ray and it was just treated weird. Um, and then I just got noticed today that um, the Screen Factor release of Army of Darkness on 4K just shipped, which I'm super excited. <laughs> I just realized that my shirt's on backwards. That's all right. Um, and then we, and then I listen, bro. I've heard so much flack about the fact that I ordered this set, but for anybody out there who's with me, oh look at that! <laughs> I wore my special shirt, and I didn't even get There's to show it off on my on the, on the episode. It's my, uh, it's my custom uh, hitchhiker shirt straight out from... Um, oh, I have this knife. Yeah, I have this <laughs> knife. It's a good knife. <laughs> he hand he hand printed these shirts. That is fucking awesome. Damn. Um, but yeah, uh, the Paranormal Activity set is coming out. For the first time, all the movies in a big box set. It was like 50 bucks when I pre-ordered it. I'm hype on it. Hate oh, on the yeah. guys all you want, but I'm just hype on it. No, that's tight, man. I um, I haven't picked up any physical stuff recently, unfortunately, but uh, I am looking forward to picking up some stuff soon. Um, yeah, like I said, I think I'm going to try and watch X tonight. If not that, I might... I don't know. I got, fucking on now. I, uh, I got too oh. much on the... Um, on the wait li- on the watch list so but uh let's see am i missing anything is there any blonde two and a half hours oh yeah am i missing anything are we forgetting anything i think this might be it i think that's it well listen guys make sure you rate review and subscribe or on whatever podcast platform you listen to uh we will be doing subscriber only episodes uh pretty soon here um just kind of converting over into that style of thing so that way we can kind of keep it more interactive uh give you guys a little bit more content a little bit more behind the scenes things um and also just kind of up in the overall value of the show mm-hmm. that being said um leaving a review and doing so does a lot for us uh it does help us out a ton gets us into the right demographic uh we're on all social media platforms the tapehead massacre or actually it's no the it's just tapehead massacre uh you can find us on there chris they could find you at bearded film guy for all of the uh blu-ray fun and movie pickups that you have if you're into photography chris also has a um a photography page as well as unheard of uh that's the handle it's it, we, we know about it it's not unheard of but it, yeah. the, the handle is unheard of i am unheard of yes he is unheard of um that being said i don't know what we're going to talk about next week but uh, we will have a subscriber only episode on the monsters the rob zombie uh remake yeah right reboot 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 yeah kind of like yeah so and uh make sure you guys stay tuned um and i'm rambling at this point so we'll see you guys next week see you guys